Hello, everyone. This is Coach Dave. Oh, there's our blog talk radio. And uh <laughs> want to welcome you to the Play Big Show. I am very excited to be here with you. I'm having a few uh, little technical challenges. My music is not playing, so that is not happy making. But we will just make our own music today on our our very first Play Big Show. So this is... Uh, this is a happy Monday. It's June the 20th. First day of summer is coming up tomorrow. I'm very pumped up about that. I'm excited to be here with my uh, co-host, the amazing Coach Deanna. Welcome to you. Hello. With that introduction, I feel like I should almost have a cape or something. A cape would be very good, yes. I think that would be a, a good a good addition to the show. We'll have to get a picture of you in a cape. <laughs> I'll have to start shopping immediately. <laughs> start shopping immediately. And, and, you know, being in the, uh, you know, the arts field, you have access to, uh, you know, these artsy kind of places. So you'll know where to find something. <laughs> when you need a cape, just talk to me. I'll know where to direct you. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so that is beautiful. And uh, I am very excited to be here with all of you. And to have our first show with our new Play Big uh, concept. And uh, I did have some amazing music picked out for us, but uh, sadly, something is awry in my technical setup and the music is not working. So we're only going to play big in our conversation um, today, which, is, uh, which will be awesome. And I'm very excited to have an awesome guest someone who is truly playing big in the world and is here to tell about it. And so we're pumped up and excited today to have Coach Julika Herman with us as our guest. Hello, Julika. Hello, Dave. I'm so excited to be here. You should be because you're our very first guest on the Play Big Show. I can't believe that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome. It's very awesome. So it's great to have you here. And uh, great to have all of our listeners here today. That is beautiful. And so we are uh, just having a, a, a... We're just getting ready to have a great time. It's a happy Monday. And um, let's see. So, uh, Julika, let's first get into talking a little bit about this big thing you did in the world. And we have a lot of things to talk about because you are a coach who is doing some amazing things. And so we're always excited to talk with uh, coaching colleagues doing great things. But you you had an amazing uh, play big in the world experience in the, over the last few weeks. And uh, I, I would love for you to share a little bit about it. So please tell us, you know, for, for the uh, benefit of our listeners... Please sh- tell us a little bit, share a little bit about, um, about you know, what happened. Yes, yes, I'd be happy to share the story. I'm very excited about it, and the lessons of this experience are still coming in for me. I think this conversation with you will probably also be an opportunity for me to deepen my understanding of the power of this, because, okay, so here's what happened. Um, hmm, last... Two Sundays ago, I sent out an email to all of my friends and family 
Um, it was about 200 people, and I said, I am incredibly nervous to do this, but I am emailing you to ask you for money. And I modeled my email, and I was inspired by Elizabeth Gilbert's story in Eat, Pray, Love, of how she raises money for a woman and her daughters in Bali. And she sends an email to her friends and family because it's her birthday coming up, and she says, you know, I need more things, like I need another head. Instead, you can give me money, and I can um, buy a house for these people. And she has this amazing experience. And I thought, you know, I also have a birthday coming up. In a couple of weeks, I'm turning 40, and I also need more stuff, like I need another head. And I have been involved in this. Um, family experience for the past couple of months, and maybe I can get into the backstory in a minute, but basically I said, these kids need to go to a summer camp because they are currently being fostered um, with their grandfather, and they didn't, and the grandfather needs to work, and he cannot take the summer off, and school was ending, and we didn't know where the kids were going to go, and I didn't want the kids to just roam the neighborhoods or be by themselves this summer, so I asked my friends and family to give me 10 or $20 um, to support this effort. And I was hoping that they would ask their friends and that, um, you know, many people offering 10 or $20 would actually make a difference, you know, like the power of many. And I was blown away. Um, there were many people who indeed offered 10 and $20, and there were many people who donated 50 and 100 and 200 and 500 dollars. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And in um, in three in four days, I raised just over four thousand dollars. And then I got an email from a friend of a friend who knew one of the directors of the YMCA board of directors. And the board of directors member connected me to one of the executive directors because I had originally gone to the Y and said, do you have scholarship money? And they had said, sorry, we've allocated it all. There are no more scholarship funds this year. So I had already explored that possibility, and that was part of what I included in the email I sent out. And um, But somehow through this connection and speaking to a different YMCA in the area, not the one that I had gone to ask for specific help, um, they they found the money, and I spoke with the director on day four of the fundraiser, and she said, give me whatever you raise, and we will take care of the rest. And it was incredible. And awesome. in four days, we got the kids an entire summer of camp. It's over, you know, $6,500 worth of services. Really an amazing experience. So ask me questions, and I'll tell you more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love that. Well, you know, um, the Play Big Show is about sharing the stories of people who are playing big in the world. That is yeah. what this show is all about. And my definition of playing big in the world is when you add value to the lives of others in a way that brings joy and creates wealth in your own life. Yeah. And that's what playing big in the world means to me. And so this show is really uh, a celebration 
of people playing big in the world in that way. And so your story is great because that is a truly an example of playing big in the world. And what I wanted to ask was how did this experience create wealth in your life? Now wealth is a big topic. We're going to talk about wealth a lot on this show because we need to expand our global understanding of wealth. Because presently, wealth is only thought of in one dimension, which is wealth of finance. And it's, yeah. a, it's a very limited and limiting definition of wealth. Because true wealth is based on what you value. Because wealth, by definition, is the accumulation of value. So you could right. value love, you could value character, you can value community, you can value health and energy, you can value knowledge, talent you know, experience. There's so many things you can value that beyond just financial value. And the, the, the bottom line, so to speak, is that the more wealthy you feel, the more wealth you create. Right. And not only that, but the more wealth you create in terms of true wealth, the more attractive you become to wealth. And that also includes financial wealth. So my first big question to you about the experience was how did this experience add to your personal wealth? The two things that come to mind immediately as you ask that, Dave, is a, a deepened awareness of the power of the community that I am in. Yes. Um, my friends and family stepped up in ways that I had no idea they had the capacity to do. And I had no, I think maybe they didn't know that they had that capacity either. You know that one of the things I learned in this exercise was you have to ask. Yes. You have to give people the opportunity to say yes. <laughs> and for me, it was powerful to notice that it was easier to ask for someone else than to, like, market myself, quote-unquote, or do a visibility around my coaching. You know, there's still a lot of conversation there for me about, oh, no, no, but uh, I can't do that because of this and this, and that's not perfect yet, and blah, 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 blah. But when, <laughs> when it came to making something happen for these kids, I was fierce about it. Like, this is going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know. I'm not controlling the outcome, but this needs to happen. And the ask, the asking, I think was clean, you know, I, I, and it was powerful to give my, my network of people who are, most of us, really privileged individuals, right? Like, we come from a social class that is really well off, and we have so much access to so many things, and we want to make a difference in the world, and we want to help others who have less, but we don't know how. It's hard to feel like you can be a part of a social change movement if you're just one little person. And right. I think here there was an opportunity to be part of something bigger that was still personal. I mean, th this was still people who knew me and who knew about my commitment and my integrity and they knew that this wasn't a farce or, you know, like that, that I, it wasn't a scam, right? Like that this was real. And so the, that's one place that immediately comes to mind is this 
wealth of community and network that I have. The other place where Wait, I know before you share that other thing, I have to I have to stop okay. you for a moment. You're okay, not, yeah, yeah. I have to amplify what you just said. Amplify. I have I have a quote here from the dear Mother Teresa. Okay. It's funny because as a little side tangent, my microphone is a little too low. So I have it popped up with some books on my desk. Alright? And in this I wanted to pick just the right books to pop up my microphone. So that would be good for the play big show. So I have, one of the books is Paul Hawkins' book, Blessed Unrest. Oh, which, my God. Which is an amazing book, right? Yeah. And so I have my microphone on Blessed Unrest <laughs> to go out into the world with the Play Big Show. I also have my microphone on a book called When Pride Still Mattered, which is a book about Coach Lombardi who's mm. one of my heroes. And then the third book I have my microphone on is a book called Winning Words, which is a book of quotes that was given to me um, at a, a Coachville conference by some of the attendees. Uh, they were inspired by what I was talking about and, and went and got this book and, and gave it to me as a gift at the conference. And so I thought, oh, how perfect. It's a book of quotes. Maybe I can weave some of these quotes into the show, which really didn't work out well because now the microphone is no longer on the book, so now my microphone <laughs> is a little low because I, I just had to grab this book. And I opened, listen to this quote I just found while you were talking. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so all of that is a preamble to why am I reading this quote? Okay, here we go. Mother Teresa, we ourselves feel that what we are doing is just a drop in the ocean. But the ocean would be less because of that missing drop. Mm. So, that's so amazing. I You know how the universe is amazing. You open to a page and it's just like, wow, that's... that's right. You were just saying like, oh, we don't know how to make a difference, but we... And we right. feel like, oh, we're just a little drop. But the truth is... The ocean wouldn't would be less without our drop. So we've got to get our drop into the ocean. Yes, yes. Gandhi said, "What you must do will feel insignificant, and it is very important that you do it." Yeah, yeah, that's very good. I love that one. I think that's really. I mean, the, both of those quotes. It's about stepping up because only you can make your contribution. Yes. No one else can. Hold on. And I'd like to. You have to add something, but hold on, I have to share another quote. Listen to this one. <laughs> this is awesome. All right, this is a, a Hasidic saying. Listen to this quote. This is so perfect. Okay, here we go. When a man is singing and cannot lift his voice, and another comes and sings with him, another who can lift his voice, the first will be able to lift his voice too. That is the secret of the bond between spirits. How cool is that? This is a great... That is brilliant. This is a happy-making book. Deanna, please... I need that book. Before, we want to hear from, from uh, Coach Julica and her second area of wealth, but Deanna, please jump in. 
Well, you know, having had an experience very similar to Julica's yes, in the fall. You did. Um, yeah, and, and it, I think, you know, the idea of wealth and what wealth really means, um, and the spirit of giving and the spirit of just complete unfettered selfish, selflessness in situations like that, this is, is almost Overwhelming. It leaves me breathless to think about it. it. Leaves me breathless to think about what my experience was like. But also in this idea of wealth and, and just um, when you put a call out to the world and the world responds, the wealth is like thousandfold because each individual person has that moment to be a part of it and. That extends out to their experience. Um, I forget what book it is that this is from, but you know, when you do something positive in the world, each individual person, they they actually have done research to track that it, it actually touches up uh, around the average of four thousand people mm-hmm. because of how you move in the world after you've done that. Mm-hmm. And, and now that's something that I've, I've thought about a lot after my experience and then with Julica's also, is all these people that had the opportunity to give then moved about their day in a different way. Right. And they well, had and- 4,000 people. And so the, the response to this is just astronomical and what it actually does. And, and so, like, putting a call out, and, and not enough people do this, not enough put people... Say, hey, let's let's change something. Let's help somebody um, on an individual basis. And, and I think that this kind of grassroots movement, these are the things that change the world. Yes, indeed. Julika, please go ahead. You wanted to share something. I, I just wanted to add to to what you were saying, Diana, because I received many emails of people saying. I want to donate because I also put it on Facebook and I tweeted about it. And so it did sort of go beyond my immediate network to other people's networks. And I received people emailing me and saying, I want to donate. And I would email back and say, thank you. It's done. It's complete. And they would email, no, no, I want to donate. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't stop me now. <laughs> right. But, and it's just so powerful to, to want to belong. To want to be a part of something that is good. Yeah, to contribute yeah. to something good, yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Be, a, be part of like a tribe that's helping somebody. Right. I mean, that, right. that desire is sometimes it's overwhelming. Um, you know, when the tornadoes happens and a friend of mine, and this was like a super light casual friend, just someone I knew from high school, um, had the towns surrounding her and even her town was practically, and and the towns around her were completely demolished, and parts of her town were. She made it out okay, but the desire to help was so overwhelming for me that I had to do it right then and there. And, I mean, we packed up boxes of stuff to send. Um, And I think that that sort of internal desire to make a personal change in someone's life is building. I see it more. I see people talking about it. And it's not, oh, I want to contribute to this big organization and I don't know what's going to happen, but I personally want to somehow affect the life of an individual. How can I do that? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's different. And, and um, you know, I think that becoming part of general society, this is kind of a, a new new thing for now, for us. You know, it might have been the way of the world back in the day when you had to rely on your community. But I think we're out of that path, and now we're falling back into it. And, and it makes me feel really good. I think that's well said. Very nice. Yeah. So we have a lot of learning here. Now, Julika, please, since we just did a 12-minute segue, please now tell us <laughs> your <laughs> second idea about how doing this increased your personal wealth. Well, actually, uh, Deanna, your point just now is the perfect lead-in because the other place where I notice my wealth increasing is in my capacity to serve, my my sense of service. And... I also call that getting out of my own way. Um, I feel like this process has expanded my capacity and my expectations of myself, but not in a not expectations in the negative sense of like the perfectionism and those stories. More like my awareness of what I am able to do just grew exponentially because. Yes, that's the big I, thing. I think I just spent so much time thinking and planning what's going to happen next and why and how I'm going to control the outcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so not useful. That is so not useful. And instead, I've had the experience in the past couple of weeks of being of service, like being a channel for all of these people who wanted to help. And on the one end of, uh, and I'm like, I'm the conduit between the kids and the grandfather and all of these people and the why. And I'm, it's like my ego is not there, right? Like it's not me. There's nothing me about it. I don't own it in a way. And that, uh, that way of being, I would like to be like that a lot more often. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Makes great sense. Yes. So you definitely accumulated your wealth of experience. Yeah, you know, and service. Particular. Exactly. Experience of your ability, your your, um, your sense of community. You expanded your community for sure. Right. Your wealth of community is greatly expanded. Uh, and, that's, and that's a great area of wealth because all wealth flows through community. And yeah. that's where wealth lives. Wealth lives in community. It, it's your ability to add value to lives in the community and then receive benefits from the community, whether it's payment for what you do or energy or connections. You know, it's always about how do you keep increasing your value to the lives of others and then at the same time receive value from the experiences from the and, and from the community. All wealth flows through community. So anything you do that expands your connection to your community, your your sense of being a part of the community, that increases your wealth. All all different kinds of wealth. So uh, that's awesome. That's really well done. It's really really powerful, uh, Julika. And I'm I'm really grateful for you to to share the story with with us on the show today. And and I was grateful to be one of the people that. Uh, Got your email, and I, well, I I felt good contributing to those kids going to the Y. Thank you for saying that, Dave. I, I didn't want to out you, but 
I, your email and your generous contribution was the first, um, the first goosebump experience, I'll call it. Because <laughs> you check your email very early, so you were one of the first people to respond. And when I saw your contribution, I had this moment of, oh, this might be a little bigger than I thought it was going to be. It's <laughs> just really powerful. So thank you for your part and for having me on the show. I, I, um, I would love to hear, I don't know how, um, maybe on the Coachville blog, but I would love to hear how this inspires others to do other projects like this. The other piece that I would like to add Go for it. Um, that is a part of this story, well, there's actually two things I want to add. One is that these children are in foster care because of issues of domestic violence, and that is a particular issue that really gets me mm-hmm. and, and really um, triggers my desire to make a difference. But I have not often found a place where I could do that effectively. So there's a piece here about, like, um, what is it, what I'm trying to say? Something something along the lines of there, there's, there's a great need in the world. There's some serious social inequality and social problems that, that if we make them personal, and if we talk about the four kids and their grandfather, makes it different than this large problem that's monolithic and we don't know how to approach. Right. So that's one piece I wanted to say. The other thing that, as we were talking about, well, I think I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge that the probably one of the places that I'd experienced also the most wealth is in my marriage. My husband, Michael, responded to this event and to the events previous to this fundraiser with such such a powerful sort of space of supporting me. And almost like we were in lockstep. We didn't even have to have conversations about what needs to happen or how can we help these kids. It was just from the very first night that we saw that the police were outside their house and they needed somewhere to stay, it was like this obvious, like, of course they're staying with us. And mm-hmm. to be to be in a marriage where you don't even have to ask, that's that's wealth. That is wealth. <laughs> that is that is powerful. Um, and when I was running the fundraiser, I I did no housework. I did nothing. Like I, he took care of our family, so that I could spend all of my time online managing this like thing that just went boom. It was it was amazing. So I. I just wanted to acknowledge my husband out loud. Nice. We love that. We love acknowledgement of love. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I love my honey. I do. That's part of the playing big in the world is having a a winning relationship environment. Mm -hmm. I'd actually like to add something to that because... It was interesting for me. So when I did it, I was funding, I was I was raising funds for my boyfriend's interim housing for a bone marrow transplant, which was astronomical large amounts of money. And um, I, I totally experienced an enormous wealth in the relationship environment, not just because of what I was able to do for him, but, I mean, there were people from my past who I have not seen or spoken to or have any contact with since I graduated from high school, who stepped up in super big ways. I mean, not just here, let me contribute, but hey, let me support you while you're doing this. Let, let me offer a shoulder to cry on, or let me send you 
an email when I see you're going through a difficult time. And I reestablished some really intense relationships with people who I have not seen since the halls of high school. And that wealth is, is unmeasurable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my sister's actually having a Celebrate Life event next week, and it's uh, up where I grew up, so a lot of these people are, are coming. And I get to see them for the first time since all of this happened. And uh, I'm just really excited about it, and I'm excited to reconnect physically. But the connections that I have um, online and through Facebook, it's amazing what can happen. And, and when you do put yourself out there and you do start to help other people, um, what happens? Because your sense of community, it, it, it just blows up. I mean, it just yeah. lights on fire. It's, it's amazing. Well, this is a big. This is a really big thing, Deanna, that you're bringing up, and I wanted to. I wanted to get to this, so I'm glad you you just provided the uh, ideal segue. I think there's a couple big things for us to explore here. Uh, first, we should explore the impact of social media on our ability to have experiences and create experiences like this. I think that's a big part of your experience, Deanna. A big part of your experience, Julica. In, in this whole this whole endeavor. That's one thing to explore. And the other thing I think we should explore is how do we translate this kind of energy that we experience, that both of you experienced, doing something for someone else in sort of a, I don't know what you'd call it, a non-profit scenario, right? Uh, uh-huh. You know, and how do we how do we translate that energy into our business lives? Great question. You know, and how do we how do we bring that energy of hey, I'm sharing, and hey, you can how can you help me, and how can I help you, and and how do we stay connected, and, and these kinds of things when it's for our businesses, which is equally important to our vibrance in life and our ability to. Uh, to live fully and, and I mean we orchestrate our businesses to add value to the lives of others and to do so in a way that's meaningful and joyful and makes a contribution. So there must be some way of translating that energy into that realm. And I think that's something very important for us to explore. But let's first explore the whole social media dimension because I, I think there's uh, something big to be learned there. Uh, so Julie, let's start start with you. I know uh, you made a funny thing about how I respond to my emails early. I just want to share that that's because I don't sleep anymore. <laughs> that's basically oh, Dave. <laughs> we can talk about that some other time. Yeah. <laughs> we might need to engage that day. <laughs> in, in an extreme self-care context. <laughs> yes, in an extreme self-care context. We need to sort that out. Hopefully I will not be responding so early to emails at a, at a time in the very near future. Oh, man, since we've started, you know, revamping Coachville and redoing the side and all these things, I just do not sleep. I am waking up, you know, 1.30, 2.30, 3.30. If, if I sleep till 3.30, that's a miracle. So um, I am not sleeping, which is definitely diminishing um, my self-care. But also... Uh, what I've learned is when you don't sleep, your brain module doesn't, your your brain and speaking module uh-huh. doesn't work so well. So if I s- begin to speak in complete non sequiturs and unintelligible utterances, <laughs> I hereby declare that is due to an extreme lack of sleep. 
But can I just can I just say that they've actually done tests and they they say that someone with um, sleep deprivation actually acts more drunk than someone who's actually drunk. Well, there you go. <laughs> actually. Let me also chime in and say, Dave, that this, I would love for this to be a topic of a different call. So how is, where is the balance between extreme self-care and playing big? Yeah, that is a good Because I have a story that those two things don't go, and I don't like that story. No, that's not a good story, but I agree with you. That is a top, that is a very good topic for another conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's an important thing. So anyway, yeah, so social media? Social media, please, let's discuss. Um, uh, Julica, what is, what is, so now, Julica, do you think of yourself as a social media maven, or was this a whole new? Oh God, no! This was a new soiree into the world and uh, of social media, and it seemed like you had when you first started. When I got your email, it was almost like you were thinking, "Well, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I'm just going for it." So uh, that was pretty much it. Yes, <laughs> that was the vibe <laughs> I picked up on. So. Oh yeah, and oh I, yeah, I just sent emails that. to my friends. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love that. I don't know what yes. I'm doing right now, but I'm going for it mode. That is the best. So what did you learn about social media from this experience? Um, that it is a, a space of resources. So like within a couple hours of me sending out my email, someone said, you need to go to chipin.com and create a website. And so that's the place where people were actually donating. Oh, um, and that's how you did that. And that's how that happened. Someone said, this is what you need. And I was like, yes, that's exactly what I need. I'm so glad you knew what I needed because I didn't know I needed that. Like, I, And it really was the sort of asking out into the universe. And I said, send me an email and give me a pledge and I will send you a PayPal invoice. What a nightmare. I was going to actually send hundreds of PayPal invoices out to each people. What? Like... But I didn't, I didn't know of another way to do it right. until someone came up and said, do this chip-in thing. Once I created the website on chip-in and I put the story that I had put out in my email, then I was able to put it on Facebook and tweet it. Um, I have been on Twitter for like three months, and I am probably on Twitter, oh, I don't know, once a week. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> it's embarrassing because people who tweet are like there all the time, and there's, there's this ongoing conversation that you kind of feel like a dork and you're part of, but you're not really a part of because if it didn't, if you didn't catch it in the first five minutes, the conversation is over, baby. Like, move on. <laughs> it's hilarious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and then Facebook. I've been on Facebook like once a month, and there's been a couple of years when I wasn't, and I have 300 friends. I mean, not at all my strong suit. This is not where I live. Right. But it was an obvious place to go to just spread the word. And right. many of my friends on Facebook reposted my post on their pages. And I think, and I know that at least half of the donations I got are from people I don't know, mm -hmm. um, including a $1,500 donation directly to the grandfather by a very generous, anonymous person. Wow. Yeah, like crazy, crazy. Well, that is the so, power, that's the power of community, really. And I also think the piece about social media is you need to really be willing to be authentic and transparent. Yes. Like, Social media is not something you manage. You can't control it. You can't you can't hide and be on social media at the same time, I think. No, I don't think that's very possible. That's a good point. <laughs> social media is not about hiding. It's about... Uh, yes. Yes, it's about visibility. But I think it's also about... 
I love. I think you make a great point. It, you not only can you not control it, but you can't endeavor into it while maintaining a strict hold on perfection. Right. Ooh, I'm glad you said that. Because, I need to be on Facebook for. Because that is just you just. <laughs> can't do that it's just i mean that and that's my big stop because i have wicked perfection trap you know I, that's why i write i write about it all the time as the, you know the industrial age and now we got stuck in this get it right the first time get the right answer pass the test i write about it because i'm living it i am so stuck in perfection industrial age perfection trap it's not even it's really not funny at all and i i i am uh i know that's i know that's where i'm stuck and i'm very i'm persistently getting myself unstuck from it, and I know I'm going to help a gazillion other people do the same as I manage to do it, which is the great thing about being a coach, right? As a coach, every personal thing you face becomes the next thing you can coach other people on. So I am really pumped and looking forward to the day when I can coach people on how to get out of perfection trap, industrial age perfection <laughs> trap. I'm, look, I'm going to have a huge coaching business around that one. Um, Deanna, please, you wanted to share something? I can feel it. Well, because, um, you know, I've played around a lot on Facebook. And if Facebook really, if I were to be honest, it saved me during the darkest hours of the process of leukemia. And I looked at it as not anything but a conversation with the universe. Mm -hmm. So if I was having a difficult moment... I was raw and open and vulnerable and just laid it out on the line. And um, I actually I got some responses from people saying, you know, you kind of changed the way I look at processing and, and being in um, a cancer experience. And, you know, I just said what was in my heart. I mean, if you, if you go onto my Facebook page, you'll see Friday at 11 o'clock at night, I put a post, and it was super raw, and it was about a blood test result that we were waiting for and how excruciating it was. And, um, you know, a, lots of people respond, and I feel like even at 11 o'clock at night, I've got this huge group of people supporting me. Now, when we had the most difficult moments of the transplant, and I would make a super authentic and raw post, um, like 80 people would respond. Nice. And, and, and it felt, I mean, the process was different because even though we were in a strange town and we didn't know anybody, there were 80 people paying attention to what was happening and what we were going through in the mm -hmm. moment. And, and, you know, like getting out of perfection and just being raw and authentic and really expressing yourself, um, I think that is a great use for Facebook. And, yes. you know, that, that can really translate for business, for the idea of bringing these ideas into your business for coaching. Don't try to be polished and perfect. Be real and raw and share your experience. And we have had this conversation constantly now um, on this show. That's what attracts people. It's not your perfection. It's the rawness of your life and how you're managing it that people respond to. Yes. Because they need to know that other people are having those raw moments, too. And that is... Now, this is an interesting... I'm oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. Judy, go ahead. I just was going to say, I mean, that's really the big distinction, one of the big distinctions between the industrial economy 
and the inspiration economy. You know, in the industrial economy, you, it was all about public relations and only putting out the polished image. In the inspiration economy, it's really, the question is, how real can you be? <laughs> because because <laughs> that is what inspires people. People are inspired by real, not by polished PR messages. Julia, go ahead. Well, I was just having an epiphany right here and now because... We love epiphanies right I, here on the show, people. Fuck him, baby. <laughs> I realized that I ran this campaign through my personal Facebook page, not my business fan page. Mm -hmm. And I made that choice because it was it was a PR choice. Maybe that wasn't the right choice. I wonder... Like, and I'm curious, Anna, what you think about being raw on a fan page of, like, what your, you know, your business page versus your Facebook personal page, um, and well, whether... I actually, I, I have, I have set them up for my businesses and have, and haven't done anything with them, because mm -hmm. to me, because of what I do, and because ultimately, and I say this in class all the time, ultimately when someone's hiring a coach, they're hiring a person. Yes. So there is no separation for me. My fan right. page and my personal page, my personal page is where I send all my clients and where all the Coachville students go to if they want to friend me. I don't separate them because everything that I'm sharing is authentically me, and so everyone should know about it. I don't like to separate those things because it's such a personal business that I, 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 I'm walking my talk. My mm -hmm. life yeah. is example that I want my clients to see yes. um, and the coach will so I use only my personal page and it all happens through that so it's something like uh, be your business or something yeah, <laughs> something like that seriously I mean, that's, that's what it is you know it's walking your talk it's what we talk about at Coachville all the time um, you know people want to hire a coach that they see is out in the world playing big and, and being that person that they aspire to be. Yes. And so I, right. I feel no need for separation. Interesting point. Well, and I think, I think, Julica, you know, I don't know what the, really what the right answer is in terms of Facebook, but I don't think you made a wrong decision at all to share this on your personal. I think the only thing you could have done in addition is you could have also shared what you were doing on your business fan page. Right, right. Well, and the reason I use my personal page is because I have over 300 friends on my personal page. My fan page just has a few likes because it's barely a month old. So I didn't make sense to use. But I also was sort of protecting and trying to be proper. And, and it, it's interesting and in some ways silly because I call myself a social change life coach, right? right. So my business <laughs> is about social change. And I coach social workers, activists, and rebels. This is These are my peeps. Right. So come on. I mean, like my fundraiser was exactly the kind of behavior that I want to inspire in my clients. There really is no separation. So I'll just post the I'll post the link to this conversation on my on my on my fan page, and then people will be able to hear the whole story all packaged in a nice little hour. Nice, <laughs> we love that. And uh, and Julica, people can find you obviously on Facebook. And how do they how do they find your uh, business uh, page on Facebook? My business page on Facebook is Julica Herman Coaching. So my name is J U L I C A 
H-E-R-M-A-N-N. There you go, Julica Herman Coaching. Uh, you heard it here first, people. Go ahead and like Julica's business page so she can increase her, uh, her community. <laughs> I think we thank should you. also mention, mention her website because I think her website is just really, it's a great website for other coaches to check out as a really neat, clean, um, it's a beautiful website. It, it really does. Thank you. I, I love your website, Julika. It just—it I think it's a really well done coaching website, um, and I think I appreciate that, that that happens not as much in the world as it should. Well, Thank that's you. good. And what would the uh, domain name be for your business uh, website, Julika? Uh, the domain name is julikaherman.com. Oh, look! It's your name. What a shock! <laughs> you are well, your business. Me way back in the winning season sometime a long time ago, I was having this really hard time putting my name as my domain name, and my coach, you, told me do it and shut up. So I did. Nice. Well done. <laughs> do it and shut up. I like that. Do it and shut up. That's classic Dave Bud coaching right there. Just do it and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes stretch oh. over the boundaries of uh, of what one might typically think of as coaching conversation, but I do it with pride and love. I don't know if you if you actually said that, Dave, but the energy was just do it. You no, I, I, I probably I probably did say that. <laughs> I don't remember to be honest. I think it probably went a little more something like, "Oh, come on, Julika." Come on, Julika. <laughs> Yeah, that's a very good point. Okay, now, since we have two amazing uh, coaches, but that would be the two of you, who are using, who have used social media for personal, um, social change, what what would you even call this? Like, well, using your community, your social media, your for altruistic purposes. You know, um, Deanna for her mate in his. his leukemia uh, recovery process, and you for these four kids who live down the street. Um, you know, so how do we how do we transform the energy of this, or bring this type of energy into our business endeavors? Is it possible? Can we do it? Is it faux pas to do it? How, how do we? How do we look at this? How, how do we? How do we move into the realm where we can be real and raw in business? Me, 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 I'm raising my hand, me. <laughs> well, then I think you better start talking. <laughs> <laughs> I think, here's, here's what I learned. I, as a coach, I want to support people in becoming powerful change agents and loving their life, being joyful and powerful. And the place where I get stuck is where I want my business or my clients to meet my needs. Mm -hmm. And it feels icky to be like, could you please hire me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I need to be paid. You know, I need need money. I need uh, approval. I need for you to help me see that I'm a good coach and I need you to say that I'm a great coach. Could I please have a testimonial? Well, that's not going to go very far. (laughs) That energy doesn't fly. And Mm -hmm. what I learned is that if I can engage my business the way that I engaged this cause, like it's not about me. It's not like my, my job is to meet my needs with 
spirit directly. This is something I've been learning in a class I'm taking right now with Mark Silver. And this idea that the neediness is there and needs to be tended to, but it's not my business's job to meet my needs. In the same way that it's not my husband's or my children's or my clients' or my parents' job to meet mm, my needs. Well said. It's, it's spirit's job. And spirit, the way that I, I call her the Divine Mother, that's how I relate to Goddess, um, she is always there and always willing to help me feel connected. If I have a practice that helps me stay connected to her, then I can go out into the world and, and make offerings and put out a sales page or yes. send an email or tweet or blog or whatever it is that I'm doing from a clean place. Well said. It's beautiful. makes perfect sense. Because ultimately, what do you really need in this lifetime? I mean, you need... The ultimate need is to feel connected to yeah. the universe. So if, if that need is being fulfilled through your practice, then all the other stuff that is great in life, you know, like adding value to the lives of others and business success and creating cash flow, these are all very good things, but they're not really the, your, the ultimate need of your human spirit. And I think the need, once our need from spirit is met, of being connected, then the next need is to serve, to feel like we are making a difference for someone else. Absolutely. And so those of us who are coaches are very lucky to have a profession, a space where we can spend all of our working time serving, if we can get out of our own way. Yes, but I would not call that luck. I would call that skill. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> that's skill. That's yeah. why we choose it. And it's not a it's right. no picnic, either. It's, it takes... <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, Nicole, oh, we're so lucky. You know, we bust our asses to be successful as coaches. It is not an easy path at all. That's true. That's very true. So we, <laughs> Thank I you think, for saying that. You know, it's almost like we need to take credit in a way, or acknowledge, like, oh, we're so lucky we get to, you know, be engaged with people and help them live great lives. That ain't luck. That is, that is skill. That is determination. So, yeah. I think that's it. But You're I, right. I think, uh, and part of what I'm trying to say with the luck piece is, I do consider my life one of privilege. Yes, right? very like, nice. That I've done all of these workshops, that I've read all of these books, mm. that I have an environment and a mate that helps me, you know, float my business. Because I'm not totally financially profitable yet. That's also true. And I'm working on that, right? And to be able to do that is more than many people can do. So in that sense, lucky because privilege. But also, hell yes, I'm working my <laughs> nice. Well, I think you should play your ass up and stop working. But that's right, just... sorry, sorry, no, <laughs> What show are you listening to? This is not the work big really? show. This is the play big show, people. I just want, I want all of our listeners to know that I take no uh, responsibility for the words of our guests. And I can. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I cannot be held responsible for our guests bringing the W word into the conversation. We're trying to keep the P word prevalent at all times. 
I'm going to have to get one of those buzzers, and as soon as I start to hear war, I'm going to have to press the buzzer. Oh, that is such a great idea. We'll have to put the show on a seven-second delay so that whenever someone says the W word, we can bleep it out. <laughs> the only words that we bleep out work. <laughs> Do not speak the W word on this show. <laughs> it is I, I, have, I am abject on my knees. <laughs> Please forgive me. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right, we can we can let you slide this one time because you. Okay, thank you. Okay. Oof. But I, but Deanna, I think that's an awesome awesome idea. You need to have a little buzzer, and if and if when you hear someone about to use the W word, you just hit that buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All right, well I'll see if I can if I can orchestrate that. All right, well actually, what would be, fun, what would be funnier if it, is if we had an overdub in a really funny voice that just said play. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 I, I'm sure we could actually do that for the podcast. You know, we can reverse it. You know, oh, we, yeah. we fix the audio. We just play the overdub of play every time Julica said work in that last little speech. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, um, speaking of playing our asses off, you know, here we are just about at the end of our show. I, I, I am, you know, stepping into the world of, of sharing, I would be most grateful for all of you to check out the um, the new Coachville website. And we're going to start a campaign this week. Deanna and I have been talking about it. And um, we're going to do a campaign where we send out a Coachville member news each day about one of our new pages and ask for you to go to that page and, and share a comment about it if it if it resonates, if it's inspiring, if it's clear, you know, if you've experienced that aspect of our program in a way that you can add value uh, to the conversation, it's uh, the social. We're gonna we're going on a social proof campaign kind of thing, and uh, we would be very grateful for your participation. And I think it's it's in the ballpark of um, what Julica and Deanna are talking about. Like you know what, at Coachville, we really do a lot, and we really do a lot for for the good, you know, for the good of people. And so, I, I don't think we should be shy about asking for people to contribute. You know, so it's not like we're, you know, what we do at Coachville is some some uh, Ponzi scam or something where we're trying to rip people off. It's like. You know, what we do is we add a, an enormous amount of value to a lot of people and, and a lot of times without any compensation, financial compensation. So uh, most of the time, maybe. So I think uh, asking for the assistance of our community is something that I don't know why I'm so shy about it, but I, I got you know, to get over it. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's some industrial age thing that's uh, keeping me stuck. So... Anyway, you'll see some notes about that. We would be most grateful for your feedback on our on our site. We're really pumped about it. Uh, you know, Deanna and I were talking this morning about how you know the Coachville website has been this thing for you know since Thomas died that I've been trying to get it right. You know, trying to get it where I feel good about the Coachville site, and it's been eight freaking years. <laughs> We've had so many different ideas and different looks and different softwares and different 
approaches and different graphics companies and I just it just never really felt right that it really represented what I wanted Coachville to look like and feel like. And now after eight years I think we have it. Woo <laughs> So Wait, you, we need like those those Renaissance trumpets to go da 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 da. Yeah, right. We definitely yeah, need some Renaissance trumpets. Flags unfurl, red yeah. carpets come out. <laughs> Seriously, we do. All right, so um, you'll be seeing some stuff about that, you know, and we appreciate your participation greatly in anything you can share on our on our site in the comments area, and you know, of course, liking us and all these social things we'll be asking for as well. All right, so. This has been a great conversation, Julica and Deanna, and uh, and I I think it's it's been perfect, you know, a perfect way to open our play big show. Uh, Deanna, what what is your um, highlight from today's conversation? I think my highlight from today's conversation kind of encapsulates each one of our personal stories, and that is, it's okay to ask people for things, help or. Um, to participate in social change. I think in the Industrial Revolution, it was kind of beaten into us that we have to do it all ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. And my takeaway is that's just so far from the truth, and the more people you get involved, the bigger life becomes. Nice. Well said. Julica, what is your highlight? Um, I'm really glad you asked about how we translate this to our business, because I... I was noticing that, but I hadn't fully gelled it. And I think that this idea of getting out of your own way and release the outcome, release the perfectionism, it's not about you. It's not about meeting your needs. If that was helpful for me to say out loud, and I'm going to stay with that and see what that looks like. Yeah, that's very nice. Excellent distinction, Julika. Really well said. Yeah, my highlight is is really this idea of, of knowing that when you know your business is to add value to the lives of others, then if you are conscious about getting your needs, your need for spiritual connection, which is the ultimate human need, if you're conscious about getting that need met outside of your business, then you can, you can play full on in your business without feeling like it has to meet your needs. Mm-hmm. And that you can ask for what you need and want from the business in in exchange for the big contribution you make. It's fair. It's 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 not unreasonable. There's nothing wrong with asking for support, for help, for contribution, for whatever you're asking for in your business because you're doing it out of fair exchange. Right. Something like that. Awesome. Well done. All right, so this is uh, I want Julika. I want to thank you very much for being on our show today on our Play Big Show, Coach Deanna. Thank you very much for being here as well. And this has been Playing Big with Coach Julika Herman. And this is the Coaching Maven Dave Buck. And this is a wrap on our uh, Play Big Show. And the Play Big Show is the world headquarters for the Play Big Revolution. This broadcast is copyright 2011 by Coachville LLC. Please join us next week, same time and place, here on our phone lines and around the world on blogtalkradio.com. And we will see you next Monday for your Play Big Boost. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you, Dave.